Hey, everybody. Welcome to Listen Money Matters. Hubba, 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 money, money, money. Who do you trust? I'm sorry. I didn't do that phrase very well. It doesn't make any sense to me. Anyway, my name is Thomas, and I'm here, as always, with Andrew. Andrew, how are you? How confused are you? And what are you drinking? I'm really confused. I was like, I was like, wait, are we recording? <laughs> I'm good, man. I, I, I don't I don't understand that catchphrase. I'm sorry. <laughs> so, so the guy who tweeted, he said something Joker for, you know, from Batman said this, but I totally don't remember that. So I don't know. I'm oh, sorry. I wonder if it's from a movie or if it's from like the animated series or something. That would be like super. I could see like the Mark Hamill one saying it. It's it's from episode five twenty three of the Batman cartoon series. <laughs> the one where the Joker has the gigantic Jack in the Box that's gonna like pop out and spook everybody. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, dude, that that's an episode. I hope it is. It probably is. Dude, I love the Batman animated series. It was like my favorite thing when I was a kid. Pow! Bam! Kablamo! Uh animated series <laughs> <laughs> shit I, every time i talk adam to you west one. dude every time i talk to you i feel older and older i mean i watched the adam west one probably the same as you but mm. it wasn't as like high up on my list because it's kind of campy it, it is it is but that, that was good back then that was high quality dude <laughs> to the bat cave <laughs> exactly and then they run to the bat cave and you see him like sweating and shit yep <laughs> All right, man. What are you drinking today? Uh, I got my Nutribullet, my my smoothie. Mm. It's very early. Sounds pretty good. I've been thinking about firing up the juicer again at some point, but not today. Got my coffee today. Mm. What kind of coffee? Uh, same coffee I always drink. Though I actually stopped using my store bought mocha pre made creamer and switched to just half and half. Mm. So it's a little less like weirdly flavorful, but it's more neutral. I was getting kind of tired of that. Yeah, you know, they're really tasty, but they can become, like, intense. It's just, like, a lot. Yep. And uh, the coffee shop mochas are just so much better. So I'll drink regular coffee here and treat myself with the mochas when I go out. There you go. But, yeah, so I guess our catchphrase is from the Joker. Haba, 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 money, money, money. (laughs) (laughs) Who do you trust? And that's from Nothing Breader on Twitter, with an underscore in between those two words. Thank you for your catchphrase. Uh, and if you want to send your own catchphrases into the show and have them read in the intro, send them over to us on Twitter. We're at Money Matters Man over there or on Facebook, facebook.com slash listen money matters. And that's all we got for the intro. So, Andrew, what are we talking about today? And I realize I always ask you, even though I know. <laughs> well, we are talking about treasury bonds, treasury notes, treasury, all treasury things. All things treasury. The name's Bond. Treasury Bond. Exactly. I feel bad because I stole that from you. Well, <laughs> I, you said it way better than I would have said it. Uh, all right. You be you be the ghostwriter, and then I'll be the voice talent. Deal. If we Deal. ever like start, I don't know, making like audiobooks or something. <laughs> Dude. All right. So I, I think we should it? start. We have like a couple hundred articles. I think we, if you just like read them out and record it. I could. Actually, like that could be pretty awesome. It's funny. I, I think I've gotten much better at reading in like a interesting voice, but I'm I'm working on an audiobook project for my own book, and I'm gonna have a friend read it. Not because I don't think I could do it, but I think it'd be really cool to have like somebody else, like have, a different like, voice, be, because they yeah. all hear your voice and they know, like narrated by this awesome dude. That kind of <laughs> so yeah. I'm gonna I, keep that under wraps for now as to who it is, but I don't, dude. I don't know if it's you, but like I feel like. 
you know, your voice sounds like cool, like it's great on the mic, but I hear my own voice and I'm like, oh God, really, Andrew? That's all you can give? Like, I think that's what everyone does, though. It just sounds bad, like to yourself? Yeah, every, I mean, everyone, like your own voice sounds different th- to you than to other people because you hear like the waves emanating like in the air, like everyone else does. But there's also a bunch that go up, like the bones and all that stuff in your head. Yeah, your, maybe, so it sounds different to you. So, so it's just me when I when I think like, God, can this guy just stop talking through his nose? No, just kidding. I was, I was <laughs> just patronizing. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually real, and you need to stop that, Andrew. <laughs> actually, it would be better if you just never talked. <laughs> Talk in the click language. <laughs> So yeah, uh, what is a treasury bond? I th- actually, I think I may have had. Is a treasury bond the same thing as a savings bond, or is it like synonymous? Um, no. So, oh. uh, like, uh, there's there's like CDs, right? And I, I think when you say savings bond, you're kind of thinking of like a certificate of deposit. Um, I mean, you know, Maybe. savings bond is like a little bit slang. So when you, oh, okay. ma- maybe not you or maybe you, but a lot of us when we were younger, like our parents or grandparents would give us, you know, I guess, quote unquote, savings bonds. Yeah. Or, and then they're like treasury bonds. And mm. um, so, okay. So that's that maybe yes. Fine. Fine. You're right. Yeah. That's what my grandparents got me for Christmas, like every year when I was a kid. And uh, so it, you get this like piece of paper. Right, and it right. it kind of it has like a dollar value on it or whatever, and um, you like don't know what the hell it is, like why uh, it's a kind of a weird gift. But this isn't an action figure. <laughs> exactly. What the heck? This is such a scam. Grandma, I said I wanted Transformers. <laughs> damn it, God, you, you never can play listen. With this in twenty years, son. <laughs> but then twenty years later, you're like, man, I'm really glad they did that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like it was like a fifty dollar bond. You're like, yay! Now I'm gonna deposit. You deposit it, and you get like fifty two dollars. And you're like, yeah. Yay. Actually, I took all those to the bank like a few months ago and and cashed them out. Um, obviously they hadn't like matured cause it's what, like 30 years or something like that. Yeah. Um, but I figured the interest I was going to get on a treasury note or bond or whatever that is, would be less than what I'd get by putting it somewhere else. So absolutely correct. I cashed it out. And, uh, we know that what you had was a treasury bond cause treasury bonds are always, <clears throat> they're only 30 year maturities. So, okay. And and like there's like bills, notes, and bonds, and the difference is like literally in the maturity, and they, they act slightly different. Well, Wait a minute, huh? So you know how you told me not to bring up the data, so I would like learn things before you taught me. Go on, yeah. <laughs> Here on Investopedia, at least says that a treasury bond is a fixed interest, marketable U.S. government debt security with a maturity of more than ten years. So are there like ones that are not just 30 years or okay so um bonds are highly liquid I mean, oh. i'm sorry all of them are highly liquid so you go buy and sell them so uh when they're originally auctioned off like the okay. the inter- increments that you can get them for and if you went to like uh i don't know like bloomberg's treasury like tracking site there's one two three four five so there's seven seven listed there Okay. And those seven are the seven that they actually originate in. So it's like you can okay. get um, maturity of 91 days, 182 days, or 364 days. And that's okay. a T-bill or a treasury bill. Oh, okay. And then it's like two years, three years, five years, ten years is a treasury note. 
Okay. And then 30 years is a bond. But the thing is, like, you you had a bond and you went to the bank and cashed it in before it was done, right? Yes. So so the bank may keep that, but they're probably going to just sell it to someone else. So that person's oh, going to buy okay. it for whatever the maturity you, you last had it at. So I'm really confused right now. Good. Ask I'm looking me. at well, I'm, So I'm looking at Treasury Direct, which mm-hmm. apparently sells these Treasury bonds. And it says they're issued in terms of 30 years, like you said, and the minimum purchase is $100. Mm-hmm. And then Investopedia says definition of Treasury bond, T-bond, more than 10 years, minimum denomination of $1,000. So is Investopedia just like straight up wrong here? Okay, so... <clears throat> We're, we're, we're talking like two different things. So you can go and you could buy like a bonds like or a bill or a note on the open market. You could buy it from your bank or you could use Treasury Direct. So what happens is like when these things are created, the government creates however many bonds and they're auctioned off to like investment banks. Okay. And they buy as many as they want and it's like a, a bidding process. Mm. If you use Treasury Direct as an individual like single person you can actually participate in the auction with the investment banks and get it straight from the treasury with no fees or any unless as long as it's less than a hundred thousand dollars there's no fees so but the thing is with treasury direct is in order to use that you have to put a minimum of one thousand dollars in bonds or a minimum of five thousand dollars in notes or a minimum of ten thousand dollars in bills so th- that's where the minimum comes from. Like the increments you could actually get them from are less, you know, like hundred dollars or whatever. But if you wanted to use Treasury Direct, skip the fees, and just get it directly from the Treasury, that like they would require you have at least that much to to buy. Okay, so it says here, like in the at a glance thing on Treasury Direct for bonds, mm-hmm. uh, minimum purchase a hundred dollars. So what does that mean? So like you would have to buy ten of those to. Like, or do you have to like open an account and put in a certain amount of money to start doing this, or how does that work? Where'd you see that you saw that on Treasury Direct? Yeah, I can show you the link real quick. We'll do a little bit of meta podcasting here. Um, oh wait, that's not. Oops. I was, I was like, this is someone's that's Tumblr. Tumblr. <laughs> this is Tumblr's. <laughs> Someone talking about your book. Trying. I'm just secretly trying to get you into Tumblr. There I was is. like, shameless plug for Thomas's book. He just links me to the book he created. Yeah. Look what people are saying about me. They actually said really good things. But <laughs> uh, let me see. There it is. Yeah. See, like at a glance, minimum purchase hundred dollars. So I get. Like, I see here the oh, thirty that, year thing. That's not. That's not. Um. Uh, minimum pr- investment increment. Yeah, so multiples of hundred dollars, but minimum purchase is hundred dollars. Maybe like maybe this has changed or something. I don't know. No, I was literally on this. <clears throat> I was on this page like uh, thirty minutes before we got on the mic. Um, I, I'm I'm pretty confident. I'm going to stick with uh, the minimum contribution. Like I'm pretty sure you can't go through Treasury Direct and just do a hundred. You know, whatever. I, I yeah, I was pretty I was pretty confident on those minimums I wrote down before. Anyways, maybe you saw an extra zero there. (laughs) Maybe, maybe shit at a glance. Damn it. Maximum. Well, you know what? You shouldn't really worry about the minimum. You should really worry about the maximum and the maximum you could buy is 5 million. So for all of you out there who have more than 5 million, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, but you're capped. (laughs) (laughs) For all of you out there who have more than 5 million, you probably got there. Not through buying bonds. But dude, dude, we we got like all into the thick of it, but uh, you, you never true. even asked like what what the 
F is a treasury bond. Yeah, what the F asterisk asterisk K is a treasury bond. Well, dude, <laughs> don't patronize me. <laughs> if you know, tell me, man. <laughs> All right, let me let me give you what I think they are. Uh, okay, so a bond is different from stock because it has different rights, and it like takes a while to mature, right? Are those the only differences? A bond is debt. So you're buying debt as opposed to equity. So oh. if you buy stock, then you're like buying a stake in ownership of a company or something, right? Okay, so for stock, my company's worth $10,000, and if I own 10% stock, then I own $1,000 of the company's value. Correct. If I take, if I buy a thousand dollar bond, then I have a piece of paper saying the company owes me a thousand dollars. So that's by how, a certain date, right? Yes, yeah, so that's how companies fund their debt. But the cool thing is, is like we're always like you know if you want to be less risky, go into bonds. And the reason is, so for I'll give you an example with like Lehman Brothers, right? So I was in Lehman Brothers. There's tons of stock out there. They declare bankruptcy. There's an order of what people get paid. You know, like an order in which people get paid. And people who own stock, the owners, get paid last after everyone else gets paid. And okay. bondholders are of the first people who get paid. So even if a company declares okay. bankruptcy, it's still highly likely because they have to cover their debts first. So, gotcha. So, you know, uh, bonds tend to be much safer, but that's also why their, why their yield is low. Okay, so it's, it is debt then. Yeah. Okay, interesting. Um, so a treasury bond would just be you are loaning money essentially to the government, to the U.S. Treasury, right. and you have a note that says in X amount of years it will mature and they owe you that money back plus whatever specified interest it is. And you have like no real hope of the company or like with a bond it's not like you can – hope that the company will blow up and then you'll make a crap ton of money. It's just like this specific amount of interest that you've been promised you'll get, right? Exactly. Is that what it is? Yeah. Okay, so it's like a lot more certain, like not entirely certain because the company could go under, mm. but if the government goes under, you probably have bigger problems. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but it's less exciting and hence less risky. Exactly. And, and I think okay. you kind of touched upon why t like treasury bonds, bills, whatever, uh, are so uh, popular is because um, it is considered the single safest investment that you could possibly put your money into because mm. no one believes, even when you know we have all the showmanship and the government over our budget and shit like that, no one ever truly believes that we will go bankrupt or default right. on our debt. Okay, okay. So it's interesting if you watch things like 2008 when everyone flips out, the stock market crashes because all this money leaves the stock market and then the yield on T-bills actually goes down because all this money goes into T-bills. Interesting. Okay. So it's like, huh. a, it's like a safe haven. People say like, you know, when the world's going to end by gold, you know, I mean, I guess yeah. maybe, but you know, if you're buying a gold stock ticker, you don't have it in your house. Um, but a T-bills is pretty damn good. Okay. Interesting. So, and you said the difference between bills, notes, and bonds are both the value and the maturity date, or is it just the maturity date? Uh, so uh, the maturity date, and they, they also act like a little bit differently. Like um, the the treasury bills, they uh, don't actually give you interest payments. You, what oh. happens is you purchase them at a discount, and when they mature, they're the full value. 
You get, and okay, so that's probably what I got then, right? As a kid, would be a bill. Well, so it, it, it uh, I mean, I don't know what you got, but it could be. Um, the bill it sounds like it. The bill, like at max, would be a year, like old. Oh, you're right. Okay, so treasury bill, short term security matures in one year or less. Sold at a discount, like you said. When it matures, you just basically get what's printed on the piece of paper. Right. So the difference between whatever you bought, like whatever you paid at, at the time you bought it and the time like whatever you get is the interest, basically. Right? If, yeah. I don't if you got like a bond, I don't know how they handle the interest because if they back in the day, like you'd get a piece of paper. I mean, now if you bought a bond digitally, you would get payments, interest payments two times a year. But you know, if you got a piece of paper, like super old school, like through your grandparents, you might receive those payments when you actually like turn it in. You know, because okay. they didn't have like digital payments and shit like that. And I guess you'd have to register your address so they could mail Oh, it. so this has changed since. This has changed. Wow. I mean, yeah, we're, we're talking today versus like grandparent style. Gotcha. But um, like the, the cool thing is, is like uh, you get your interest payments at so two times a year, whatever it is on the value. And then at the end of the maturity, you get the par value, which is like the $50 note. You know, so yeah. you get that full thing back. Okay. Cool. So then a note is the next like level, level two, mm. where that's anything with a maturity between one year and ten years. And it looks like it says right now it's two, three, five, seven, and ten year like maturity denominations. Yeah. Basically. So you can get any of that. They do pay interest on a semi annual basis, it looks like. Yeah. So if today you bought a five year, like today, like as of this moment, the yield would be 1.58%. Okay. So so tell me how that works. Um, you buy it for X number of dollars. Mm-hmm. Now, is a note, um, is that still like discount rated thing or is it like there's just like a price set and like you still get the, like when it matures, do you still get to cash it in for whatever's printed on the front just like a bill or is it different? Oh, yeah, absolutely. So, like, okay. so, and I'm going to totally flub the numbers here because I didn't do the math, but it's like a bill. Say you bought a hundred, like, you know, you bought a bill for $80, and then hmm. in whatever time it'll be worth like $85. And you can't, so like the actual value of the bill will rise because okay. you don't get interest payments. Whereas a note, you know, you'll buy a $100 note, and at the end, you'll get your $100 back, but all in between, you'll get interest payments. Oh, so with a note, you're paying what's printed on the front, and then you're getting that back in exact, like, what you pay up front when you get at the end is the same number, and then you just profit off the interest? Yes. Oh, okay. So it's not like I buy it for $50 and get $100 when it matures. It's I buy it for $100, I get $100 back but I'm making interest in between those times. Exactly, yeah. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. Interesting. Okay. So, like, if you look at the five-year, for example, and, and obviously the longer the term, uh, the better the return. Like, if you were doing okay. a 30-year, the, the yield is 2.69%, but you'd look at, like, the five-year, like, five years is a really long time, Yeah. and the yield, you know, is going to be 1.58%. That, that's per year. And you're okay. like, well, that's, like, really low, right? I mean, it's, like, super low. We yeah. we say like the stock market on average is going to do like seven percent, and you're like, one point five eight. Like why? And I I guess the thing is is you have like cash, and you mm. and you know some people are compelled to hoard cash in their savings account or checking account, whatever. Like this is 
as secure. I mean, it's like basically as secure because we're we're not going to have a discussion on how the government's going to blow up. So it's okay. as secure, <laughs> but like the yield is so much higher. But in return, you just don't get access your money. You know, like you're signing yeah. like a. I mean, you so could sell like it, the, but essentially the same level of security as you'd get with like a CD or a money market, but with a higher return. But like with like basically no liquidity until that terms up. Right. And I mean, you could sell it to someone else, but uh, it's going to oh, okay. be at like a slight discount. So it won't be, you won't okay, get okay. like the exact yield. But uh, for all intents and purposes, mm. it's like bulletproof. So is it easy to sell? Uh, like if you have a 10 year note, say, mm. is it easy enough to sell it to somebody else to get that money if so you really need it? Treasuries are, are the single most liquid investment. So like mm. you sell it, it's going to, it's like instant. You know. So if that's the case and it's so uh, you know rock solid, why would people put money in a CD or money market uh, as opposed to a treasury? Is there any reason? It's a good question. <laughs> um, I think. <coughs> excuse me. I think uh, CDs are probably more accessible because people know more about them, and your bank is selling okay. them. Right, like the U.S. government selling the T bills, and the banks obviously going to sell their stuff, their certificates of deposit over that. Right. So most people probably aren't hearing about them. And then what was the other one you said? Uh, money markets and CDs. Oh, that same. Like those are generally considered to be like higher interest than than savings accounts, right? Yeah, I mean it's the same thing. Like you're, that's more of like a brokerage type thing, and then your brokerage okay. is going to sell that as gotcha. opposed to yeah. So it's more like exposure. I guess. I guess so. Here's the question. Mm. Uh, let's just assume a ten year period here. I can get a treasury note for ten or for ten years. Mm-hmm. Now, say I want to sell it off in five years. Am I going to profit from that, or is the discount I take from selling the treasury going to basically put me back to square one? Like, will I be able to keep some of the interest I gained off that, even though I'm selling it early? Yeah, I mean, yeah, absolutely. And, and then I'd okay. ask you, dude, like you went to the, the bank and cashed in your bond. Like you, you got something over the value, right? Like the... Oh, yes, I did. Yeah, that makes sense. Because like um, <clears throat> it's going to be at a slight discount, right? Because that's just how buying and selling works. But um, you're definitely going to get something. Because they're so liquid, it's not going to really be that heavy of a discount. Interesting. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Um. I guess that's, I was like trying to see like, is there some maybe like hidden thing about CDs or money markets that we're not seeing? Because honestly, this seems like better or something like that. Yeah. So they're they're really awesome. And even to like make it better, uh, you actually don't have to pay tax, state or local taxes on the the money you make from your treasury bills. So Hmm. like- a lot of times, like really wealthy people, or like you know, uh, banks, they they might shift their money into T bills briefly before they buy something because uh, it yields something and is super cheap, and there you know there's benefits. You don't have to pay taxes. I mean, you have to pay federal taxes, but actually, you know what? Hmm. I may have been making an assumption that's not correct. Tell uh, me. Right here, it says in the current environment, CDs offer much higher yields than bonds with a similar term and level of safety. So this is an Investopedia article from like December of last year. You know, I'm curious what the uh, so, CD rate is today. Cause we don't so it says it the- here, uh, a one-year CD will get you 1.15% interest as opposed to a treasury, which will give you 0.24 interest. Mm. Five years, 2.25 interest on a CD versus 1.73 on a treasury bond. So it looks like um, the CDs are going to give you a higher yield. So I guess if, if you're... 
I guess the upshot of it is if you're if you're looking at a CD and a Treasury bond, you're trying to compare apples to apples here. Um, look at the yields, and then there's also I guess uh, interest on Treasuries is not subject to state taxes. That can be something. And then with uh, it says here, Treasuries, like you said, could be easily sold very easily. And then there might be some penalties for selling certain CDs. So that might be like a fine print thing. But yeah, it looks like turns out CDs might be higher yield. Unless you end up finding like really high yield bonds. So the the reason, sorry, I'm like, you know, clear my throat in the mic. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm speaking. No, so the difference between CD mm-hmm. and Treasury is uh, CDs through your bank. So like, yeah. you know, there's FDIC and you know to cover you, but your bank could go under, right? And uh, so like, but. Because well, FDIC is like two hundred fifty thousand though, like dollars, isn't it? Yeah. So, so you're covered up to two hundred fifty thousand. But you know, if it was say you had three hundred thousand in it, you could lose your money. And I guess okay. because the government is so secure, they don't have to pay such a high interest rate. So that's okay. you know a major difference there. But you do have to pay taxes on your CD. Gotcha. Yeah. I'm wondering how many people in our audience would be thinking about putting over two hundred fifty k in a CD. <laughs> you might be surprised. There, there's, there's a few I, heavy I guess hitters I could in be. there. That, yeah, I guess I could be. You know, I could be totally off the mark here, because um, I'm in this like area where I've been listening to you guys. Like my kind of definition of investments that are good are like Vanguard, Betterment, uh, index funds, that kind of stuff. Mm. I didn't really even consider CDs and Treasury bonds and all that kind of stuff. Like, it, I guess as a young person, it's like, oh, that's a, like a really crappy interest rate. Why would I ever go into that? But maybe yeah. if somebody's you know, a little older, that becomes a more attractive option. And I, I think a lot of this stuff is also, you know, when you have a lot more money, uh, some of it, like, you know, say you had like a million dollars, or you could put all of it in the stock market, but imagine how depressed you'd be. Like if you, right. you know, whereas like you maybe 200,000 just sits like in a CD, just, you know, you save on some taxes and maybe, you know, maybe that's like your working capital is in stuff Actually, like that. Actually, yeah, that makes sense. Because I guess when I think about my own, like, future um you want to like build up you know and get to a certain point once you get there you kind of want to have like a portion of that that you know is secure just in case like the shit hits the fan right yeah so i guess that would make sense if you you know you're like oh now i'm a millionaire okay i'm gonna take a certain portion of that and put it in a cd it can still grow a little bit but i know like it's not gonna go away even if we have like a 2008 situation hit look i I I don't want to be clear because I'm like, well, you know, it must be really depressing if you lose your money and everyone's like, yeah, and that's why I'm putting all my money in CDs and treasuries from now. And it's like, you know, we're, we're young, so it's time for our, us to grow our money. And it's like, let's not act like our, we're 50 before we're 50. Right. When, <laughs> when we're 50, we can act like we're 50 and we can put it all yeah. in like CDs and stuff because we can't lose our money because we're retired. But, you know, it's that whole thing. Like you need to take risks because you need to grow it now. So, okay. Got got to so, kind of like hammer that in. <laughs> right. So moving on from that. Mm. Um I'm going to go back to the minimums and tentatively say that you may have been off on one of those digits. Cuz I've, I've been looking at this here. Mm. So Treasury notes how to buy them from Treasury Direct. Mm. Uh there are two types of bids basically. You make a bid for a Treasury note bond uh bill anything like that. Non-competitive bids or competitive bids. So the non-competitive bid, you basically accept whatever the yield is determined at the auction of the bonds. So if this bond's got a 2% yield, you take it. Like you just take it. Like 
no uh, ifs, ands, or buts about it. But with a competitive bid, you specify the yield you want to accept, and then if you bid this way, you might not get it, but if you do get it, then you might have you might be able to get a higher yield. Hmm. But you have to use a bank, broker, or dealer to do competitive bids. You can't do it yourself. Oh, either so even, way, even through Treasury Direct, you still have to. I guess yeah, you, ah. if you want to do a competitive bid. But if you want to do non-competitive, that's fine. You can do it on your own. But either way, on all these types of uh, notes, bills, bonds, I'm seeing here the minimum purchase is $100. So I don't, I'm not seeing 1000 anywhere. Mm. Um, which it doesn't make... That's that's what confuses me because Investopedia says that the minimum denomination of a T-bond is $1,000. But then over here on Treasury Direct, it's saying a minimum purchase is $100. So do they like Well, it, says, it, the it looks like up? it's high level. Like it doesn't say – it doesn't oh, – actually, it does say bonds right there. Yeah, bond, that's the bonds. confusing part. Treasury Tre bond dash T-bond. <laughs> Treasury note. $1,000. And I'm like, okay, go over to Treasury Direct. Minimum huh. purchase, 100 bucks. So what does that mean? <laughs> I don't know. Hmm. And that, it is on the bond one, not just the note or bill one. So – I guess that's a question that could be more further dug into. Um, probably not worth spending too much time in, on because I, I feel like if somebody gets to the point where they're going to buy a bond, <laughs> then they will call Treasury Direct and they'll be like, here's the number. Yeah, you got to spend this much. <laughs> but it's it's looking like 100, it's like, at least according to the website. I agree with you. That is definitely something that should be researched more, just not by us. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe I'll look into it later and then like on an episode about raising a family that'd be like by the way guys if you listen to that last episode <laughs> <laughs> it's like i would i would give you i would totally give you the answer to this but i'm just not gonna do that <laughs> <laughs> i mean you could do something as simple as treasury bond minimum investment and then treasury direct yeah it takes me right back to this page on treasury direct hundred hundred dollars minimum purchase what, so. what's that site where you go to it's it's like just google it.com and when let me google that for you yeah yeah you just want to be like a real asshole to someone and they're like oh wait a minute how long ago did you learn this here we go here we go i learned this treasury uh -huh. mymoneyblog.com has a post from 2008 treasury recently announced that as, as of april 7th minimum investment amount for government bonds will be lowered to a hundred dollars previously one thousand Ah, uh, yeah, see, I totally was learning about this, like, six years ago, <laughs> <laughs> and just, I, damn it. Well, do you know what six years ago was, Andrew? Not, not, 2009. <laughs> Shut your... We're old. <laughs> <laughs> no! It's like, <laughs> oh, man. But, yeah, so, so you were right, but now you're wrong. I, I was right eight years ago. Because, so well, you know Obama? what I'm going to do, dude? I'm just going to... No, this wasn't Obama, because Bush fucking bush you know you know what i'm gonna do dude i'm just gonna backdate the posting of this episode so it looks like it came out in like 2005 so everyone's like yeah andrew was right yeah listen to money matters <laughs> came out 2013 but there was one episode that andrew did in 2005 with time travel <laughs> he was just really dude, that'd be a, that'd be a pretty funny like like concept for a tv episode <laughs> like somebody's wrong so i just go back in time actually i, I guarantee you that's already a plot device <laughs> I guarantee you that's already a plot device somewhere. But yeah, so thank you, Jonathan, from My Money Blog for mm. telling me <laughs> seven, no, nine years. Wait, what's or what's seven. the address of his site? My Money Blog? MyMoneyBlog.com, yeah. Because I wonder if this is still active. Yeah, uh, still active. Oh, uh, this wasn't, I, I, there was another guy, Jonathan, I met who had some blog at some event. He was really cool. Not oh, this okay. guy. This this guy's proved me wrong on, on an episode, so I don't really like him that much. 
I think this episode's or this blog has been up here since 2004. Wow. Damn. But uh, yeah, you were you were right. It's just been updated. So yes, if you have only a hundred dollars and you want to get a treasury bond, then that is now an option for you as of seven years ago. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that makes sense. Okay, so basically, what that means is that Investopedia has not been updated for seven years. There you so go. Should I be using this website for my research? I'm no longer sure. <laughs> <laughs> Nice. I'm going to stick with the Treasury Direct website because they're the people who actually sell the bonds. That's true. Yes. Yeah. So uh, you think we should put a bow on it then? Yes. Yes. All yes, right. sir. I think this has been a pretty good episode, actually. Yeah. I, I learned something. There's a lot of meat in there. Yeah. Cool. A little bit of chat. So, uh, hey, if you've got questions about this or any other money-related topics, listen, money matters at gmail.com is oh, our I actually, address. Oh, I actually have up? a question for everyone. Okay. <clears throat> so... I didn't want to do like a whole episode about this. I think I might send an email, but right. um, listen, money matters. Like needs to make some money, and I actually I have a ton of ideas, but uh, I want it to be like super tasteful, and I want I don't want to like everyone to feel like I'm just you know kind of screwing them. Everyone in the audience has been here for forever, so it would be super awesome if you guys could email in and let me know like what you think we should do like we have ideas for products and blah 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 mm. you know so if you have ideas or things that you would pay for if we did that'd be like awesome like that that's how you could give back to me uh for yeah that that that'd be really helpful well i got this email here andrew mm. it's from a very nice man in nigeria says he's a prince <laughs> and go, go on we can make like he said we get a 10 percent cut of a 12 million dollar fortune if I just put my credit card information in there. Dude, let's just do it. So we waiting? can probably make the business like really profitable right away. I just, I forgot about it until now. You but know, yeah. those, <laughs> those Nigerians are so like, they're so generous. So, I know, right? <laughs> scratch that whole call out. We're just going to go with the Nigerians. It's cool. There we go. Yeah. I am sure this will work out. <laughs> but no, yeah, yeah. Email us, uh, at gmail.com. We would love to hear your monetization ideas. I'm also looking at ways to expand monetization in my own business. So, yeah, we throw in I some ideas for Thomas as well. Yeah, yeah, we want to do it tastefully. We want to do it in ways that provide more value. Um, yeah, that kind of thing. I, I would rather be, you know, additional value adding than just restrictive on stuff we already. And made, look, so. super transparency all the way through. At, at least from the list of my matter side, like. When money comes in, I'm going to show you guys like you know what came in, how it was yeah. used. Because part of it also is if you do want to grow a business, I feel like no one talks about this. So at least you we could share. You know what we haven't done, Andrew? What? Like it would totally make sense to do like income and expenditure reports. That would make sense. Potentially because we do money stuff. So <laughs> True. So you mean for the yeah. businesses or for us personally or what? For, for maybe there's like less of money matters itself. Cool. Unless you wanted to do it. I mean, I don't... I don't want to like commit you on the air to something you don't want to do too personal. But I mean, if you wanted to, we could do like at least here's where money goes in our business. Everyone's going to be like, how much did you spend on whiskey last month? You asshole. <laughs> oh, dude, I have a I have a great alcohol tip for you. Mm. At least it's worked for me. Uh, switch to brandy. Oh, dude, brandy's like brandy's tasty. So it is. It's a little rough, though. Like I, so I, I bought a bottle of Hennessy because mm. I, I had it at a bar and I liked it. And that's like $37 a bottle, I think. Mm. 
And then I was like, yeah, this is this is about the same level as the scotch I buy, and it's pretty good. I really like it, actually. And I was like, you know what? Because I have this this like experiment where I purposely downgrade things just to see if I can, you know, like them. It's a good experiment. So I bought a fifteen dollar bottle of brandy. Mm. It's not as good as the Hennessy, but I actually really enjoy it. And like, I don't think I would really miss having expensive booze around with that. Like, it's I think huh. it's good. I and have it's brandy definitely better than like cheap whiskey. So, All right, I'm gonna try that, dude. Yeah, like, I, I think I get like I don't remember the name of it. I'll say it in a different episode. But I, I have done like so. There, there have been nights where I, I was desperate and I'd run out of like rum, and so I'd do like brand, <laughs> brandy and coke. <laughs> but oh, uh, I just drink it straight. So I'm gonna try it straight. Uh, okay. Usually we use it for uh, our sangrias. Like we make mean sangrias. Gotcha. Brandy's the secret, dude. I found this website last night called cocktail cocktailbuilder.com. Mm-hmm. And you can put in all the ingredients you have and it'll tell you what you can make and then it'll give you suggestions for cocktails that maybe you're missing like one or two ingredients for. Oh, dude. So I'm learning like all these new cocktails and all I had to do was just put in what I had stocked in my bar and then it's like, oh, you're missing gin or you're missing, you know, vermouth or something and you can make like 10 different cocktails if you had that. So, yeah. So, dude, so <clears throat> just to like keep going on like super side tangents, <laughs> I, uh, I was like looking for a gift for someone and uh, like, you know, these subscription services are like really cool. So I had given them a subscription service to, I don't know, like wine or something. Okay. <clears throat> and I was looking and I saw one. I, I'll, have, I'll have to find it and get the link in the show notes. It was for cocktails. And what they do is they send you like a few recipes and then the full bottles that would make those recipes so that you have like enough to, you know, make stuff in the future. But what happens is you do this for like six or 12 months or whatever the thing is. They say that you'll basically have a full bar and all these awesome. So I was like, I I really want to sign up. Yeah, that's cool. I'm actually, I'm liking these, these subscription services that come out because I I mean, I'm a guy that likes to do my own research and like learn things, but Mm. there's so many areas where I want to get like, I want to get the benefits of it, but I may not have like the time to build confidence or like a level of competence to get that value. So like, uh, I think fashion is the one for me right now. Like I just wear jeans and hoodies basically. <laughs> and I would like to dress better, but I'm like, I'm freaking busy and dressing better is not like that high on my list. But there's like, there's a startup in my town called men's style lab and they just like send you a box of clothes. Oh dude. It's, it kind of sounds like trunk club. Yeah. It's like that. Um, trunk club's mad expensive though. I just I think, said mad I think, expensive. I think men's style lab is like at retail. So whatever you'd pay like retail. I mean, I don't really know what you consider expensive for clothes because I grew up shopping at Kohl's and getting pants for like twenty five dollars. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm I but go like, like get cheap shit at <laughs> Uniqlo or Old Navy or yeah. Wait, we have Uniqlo? It, what in New York? You have that? Yeah, dude, dude, everything's in New York. Oh, when I you're thought here, it was only Japanese. When you're here, we will bring you to Uniqlo. Well, I've been, to, I mean, like, it's it's a Japanese company, so I've been to the ones in Tokyo, and I got my ridiculous One Piece anime shirt there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they don't, they don't have, like, cool stuff like that here. It's mostly, uh, like, single color solids, and yeah. That's all right. It's, I will say, though, so that we went to Uniqlo when I was, it was in Japan in 2012, and they only sell up to larges, because... Japanese people are small. <laughs> so they didn't have anything bigger. And my roommate, I think he was like around 260 at this time. And he found this really cool t-shirt that he wanted. And I was like, he couldn't fit it. And I was like, buy that shirt and use it as motivation to, you know, get down to your weight goal. And he's like, and but Thomas, it's a, it's a midriff. <laughs> <laughs> he bought it. And he has now lost over a hundred pounds. So. What? That's awesome, <laughs> yeah. dude. He's, 
It, it's funny because I, I am now like by far the heaviest person in our apartment. Well, yeah, but dude, you're like all muscle <laughs> and you're like seven foot tall or something. I don't know about seven. <laughs> how, how tall are you? I'm six two. Six, oh, dude, so you're over six feet. Why are you yeah. not playing basketball right now? I used to play basketball like when I was a kid. I wanted to be a street baller. I was going to be like Allen Iverson until I learned that I'm a tall, lanky guy and Allen Iverson's not. <laughs> <laughs> I think like Kevin Garnett was my hero though when I was like 12. I was going to be in the NBA and then I was going to be a street baller because NBA Street came out. And then I realized that for all the practice I put in, which was substantial, I'm not good at basketball <laughs> and I'm not good at skateboarding either. I put in a lot of practice there. Um, there are other sports I think I could be much, I guess, naturally adept at with the same amount of practice. So, yeah. Uh, Ultra tangent. <laughs> <laughs> it's like we're ending the episode and then 10 was, minutes later, let's re-end the episode. That was just in between the email and the get involved page. How many more tangents can we go on until we finish this thing? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, uh, listen to money matters at gmail.com. If you didn't catch it, you can email your questions. If you want to get involved with the show, subscribe, leave a review, other cool stuff. You can find all of our current opportunities over at listenmoneymatters.com slash get involved. Subscribing helps drive the show up in the rankings on iTunes and makes us happy, and so does leaving a review. So if you get the chance, leave us an honest rating and review, and I'm going to read one real quick. And I, you don't usually read the titles, but I want to read this one because they said it's super effective, and I love the Pokemon reference. <laughs> this is from Data Ronin, and he says, It's refreshing to hear a podcast about money from real people who discuss finance on the same scale that applies to the majority of people out there. I really like how they share tips that you can apply on an everyday basis to be more productive and get more value out of the work, uh, your work and your time. Tips you can do uh, to make money management easier, and then some higher-level tips you can think about. It's also really cool that they have some hard numbers in the podcast that they put out there. It's not always great to hear that, well, you need X dollars in the bank to think about doing some kind of investment right now, but sometimes it's what I need to hear. So thanks, guys, and keep drinking those morning beers. What <laughs> morning beers? We don't start until at least 1030. I deny and that's not doing. It's not the morning. That's like early <laughs> afternoon. Let's get something straight here. Eventually, I just become the dude. What are you drinking? White Russian, as always. <laughs> <laughs> but dude, it's like 8 a.m. <laughs> Shut up. So you can't, Andrew, you can't drink all day if you don't start in the morning. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that is the best excuse I've ever heard. <laughs> anyway, hey, listenmoneymatters.com slash toolbox is where you'll find all of our favorite money management apps and tools and resources, books that we recommend, all sorts of cool stuff. And that's all we got for this episode. So, so uh, thanks again for hanging out with us. And we look forward to seeing you in the next one. See you later, Andrew. Later, Thomas. Please tell your friends about this show. 